Hello and you're very welcome to this week's On Track with Talking Dogs. My name is Rory Burke. My guest this week hails from Cashel. He's been involved with Greyhounds since he was six years of age. He has enjoyed his fair share of success. He's hugely passionate about all aspects of Greyhound racing and he's another excellent young ambassador for the sport. My guest this week is Dara Dewan. Well, um, thanks very much for having me, Roy. You're very welcome, as we do with all our guests each and every week. Tell us a little something about your own background and how your involvement with Greyhounds began. So my beginning, I started with Greyhounds from the word go. I've been thrown into the deep end. My my grandparents bought either side, which, uh, bought my grandparents Liam and Patsy, or mad Corson and Trackmen. And how it all started was when I was about five or six, um, my dad finally gave way and we decided to get two dogs off my grandfather Liam and the deal was that we could pick out two pups and the deal was to give them back uh, one for one at 12 months old so at 12 months my grandfather came up and he got the ticket of two dogs and we got to keep one dog and that ended up being one of the best dogs we've ever had the best Turtles Bay Joker and we were schooling him away and he ended up winning his first race by 15 lengths and Dad got a lot of money for him and sold him on then to England. And he ended up went on and won the he won the Easter Cup and he was second in the Gold Cup to Dog of Paul Hennessy's the X Factor. He was second in the Labrox six hundred and he won nineteen races overall. Uh, seventeen of them were open class and he won over forty two thousand in prize money. So that was our one of our first dogs we ever had in Turtle State. And what a magnificent start in the Greyhound game. Oh, absolutely. It was the dream starting. We just grew from there. So, obviously, you have some wonderful memories as a youngster growing up. Oh, absolutely. We had some great nights. Um, when I was really young, going to the dogs with my grandfather on a Saturday night, um, I was never allowed to go during the week. Man was very strict on that, but sure, that's, that was the way back then. But uh, all, I, I'd, go every, I'd go every night if I was allowed. You have a great love for greyhound racing, as you mentioned. You have a great love for horse racing as well. Uh, working with the best in the business, you started off working when you were 15, I think, with Bally Doyle. Yeah, I started off from Bally Doyle when I was 15, working the summers and the weekends. And it was a great place to get an education, how things were done to a very, very high standard. And I'm still there today, baiting on now full-time on, which um, I've now moved on to Donegal right now. So I'm... Um, I'm there nearly 10 years now and I enjoy every minute of it. And what's it like working with some of the best horses in the world? Oh, it's, it's an absolute pleasure. It's the attention to detail, there's no stone, stone, sorry, no stone left unturned. Um, just how, how everything is done right, it's just, it's, it's a different, it's like a hotel for horses there basically and it's just unbelievable place to work and you get the chance, you get a chance then to bring some of the best horses in the world, around the world, and it's just an absolute privilege to work there. Phenomenal success, of course, they're tasting each and every season. But I think it's fair to say it's all down to hard work at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. Everyone works hard there. Everyone knows their job. It's routine. The same things every day. And it, it, the horses get into routine and the people get into routine. And it's, everyone knows their job there. And you know, it's just a brilliant place to work. And as everyone says about the O'Briens, they're really down to earth as well. Oh, absolutely. Um Myself and Donnycare, that we are very good pals. They're now working for them. We play a bit of golf together and a bit of soccer, and they're really, really good people to work for. And of course, Donnycare, a top class jockey in his own right. 
Absolutely brilliant. Um, I actually let up Dunnikin, his first ever winner, as a, when he was a jockey up in Dundalk one night about seven or eight years ago. So I always have I could always say that about him. That's working with the best in the horse racing world. You're also uh, give a hand to the best in the greyhound world, and that's Paul Hennessy. Yeah, um, we've been helping Paul a long time. An absolute legend of a man. Um, very passionate Kenny Hurler. But um, the tip lads and the Limerick lads are catching up now nowadays, so we can't really slag us about that anymore. And you travel the length of the breadth of the country with and for Paul? Yeah, absolutely. Usually um, on Saturday night, Paul is pick me up in McDonald's in Cashel and we'd be on to Limerick or Cork or if he was stuck for someone to go bring his dogs to Shelburne, I'd do that and I'm doing it for about 10 or 11 years and I have some really, really good memories going racing with Paul. And of course, Paul likes nothing better than going to the country tracks and mixing with the real doggy people. Oh, absolutely. Paul is a very well-known figure in the dog, doggy industry. Everyone has nothing but good words to say about Paul and he loves having the crack with you with everyone at the dogs and slagging them about the hurling and everything and the horses. So he's a very, very approachable person. And a supremely talented trainer, both with greyhounds and horses. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's um, Whatever he puts his mind to, he's brilliant at. Um, his success last year in Cheltenham was just fairy tale stuff and the whole doggy industry was just rooting for him and it was something I don't think it'll ever be done by any other ground trainer, but he managed to put it off in fair play to him. And I suppose, again, with Paul, just like the O'Briens, it's all attention to detail. Oh, absolutely. Paul's places, Paul does things a little bit different with his dogs. He's his own different ways of training, them, but it, it, um, it clearly works. And you must have some wonderful memories at the track with Paul, so. Oh, absolutely. Some of my best nights were, um, he won the ledger. I lit up the winner of the ledger from twice. Um, locked him on Brady back in 2013. That was one of the best nights I've ever had. Um, he hit the front from the lids and Tyra Sugarhead turned behind her and everyone thought he'd pick her up. He stuck it out, Brady, and it was a brilliant night below there for um, for Paul and the Chalks, who are local people, um, as everyone well knows, and the well-known figures of the game. You're hugely, um, you're hugely passionate about the sport, as we can hear. Um, what's the whole appeal of Greyhound Racing for you, Dara? Oh, my... How do I say well, we rear pups, we breed her, we have a couple of brew bitches, we breed from them, and I love seeing them rearing them, and then you go into training with them and see how good they are, and how, I like all the access, there's none, there's no bit of it I don't like, we, we, we breed our own and try to get your first time out and sell them on, that's how we work, and if it doesn't work, we race them on and put them into sales, and it's just, every dog is different, and you just have to figure out their level, and where, what make a plan for each dog. And you're enjoying some success at the track as well? Yeah, I have two dogs on the go at the moment. Um, I've, um, I actually organise a syndicate there at the moment. There's 10 of us involved there, a lot of lads from Cashel and a lot of lads from Fringes. And um, we've a syndicate going, we call the dog Bob Ollinger after uh, Henry de Bromwich's good horse. And we're having a mighty crack with him at the moment. So, um, no, it's as good as I think there's a great way of getting people into the game, getting syndicates together and so from people that don't know what the game is about, just for a small fee every week, they're having great crack out. Well, the lads that are with me are having great, great nights out. You mentioned they're working with the O'Briens, uh, helping Paul Hennessy. You're extremely busy. Could you describe a typical day for us, uh, Dara? Um, a typical day, well, I start working the O'Briens at half six. So usually I'm up around half five, go down, turn out the dogs, give them their breakfast, into work then till about 12 or half twelve. 
then we go home galloping or walking or whatever has to be done till about three o'clock till I go back to work then from three to five and then go down in the evening time and just turn them out after work and then at nine nine or ten o'clock at night and um, it's a long day but you don't you don't you don't mind doing it because I like it a lot you know once you love something you don't mind doing it absolutely not and would you have uh, time for anything else have you any other interests um, I do I play a bit of golf um, during the summer there are a few of us in work we play in the evenings whenever we can obviously we can't do it this time of the year the ground is the weather is um, terrible and play a bit of soccer as well we're not too great at the soccer but should we try and that's what it's all about, really. And as, you, and as you know, this series of podcasts is all about young people in the sport. A lot of them got involved recently, and a lot of them having really good success, Dara. Absolutely. So the young people are the future of the game. If we don't have young people getting into it, it's going to be a dying trade. So I think it's very important to get young people in as, as soon as they can and, and let people really see what goes on behind the scenes. And of course, again, as we said, that you don't really have to come from a family with a background in greyhound racing. If if you're willing to put in the hard work, you'll um, pick up all the tools you need to be successful. Absolutely. Look, there's plenty of opportunities. People can go help people at the weekends. And there's plenty, every, every, every couple of kilometres, there's someone with some sort of a dog. And like greyhound racing like, and horse racing, there's no... There's no um, there's no certain way to train an animal. Everyone has their own traits, and you don't have to follow a book. There's a trial and error kind of a thing, and you pick up whatever way suits you and suits your animals after a while. Yeah, that's correct, because all animals, as we know, all greyhounds and horses, indeed, have um, all different personalities. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Every, it's like humans. Every, there's, there's not two people the same, and like animals, there's not just, none of them are the same. And if young people listening to us are kind of considering getting involved in the sport, what advice would you have for them? Oh, just go straight into the deep end. Look, I, I think putting syndicates together, you know, for a lot of people that don't understand the game and they don't know what way dogs are trained, and I think syndicate, trying to get young people and syndicates into the game is and seeing what goes on, and they can go. I'm sure every dog trainer, any person I know now, would be more than welcome to let anyone in to see what a daily routine is like inside the dog kennel. And of course, the one good thing too about syndicates is that it really doesn't matter at the end of the day what sort of grade the dog is because he's guaranteed to get his race. Absolutely. Look, it doesn't matter. Our old dog is A2, A3. He's no superstar, but he's no slouch either. And he won one night below in Limerick. He's ran about seven or eight times and he won one night in Limerick and we nearly roared the place down and it was just that whole night was just brilliant crack. We stuck out like sore thumbs roaring and shouting, but it was just having the crack and seeing them winning and the lads getting the photo taken and putting it up on social media. And that's what it's all about. That's certainly what it's all about, is just having a bit of fun and enjoying a night at the track. Absolutely. Look, and, and every track in the country is very welcoming to new members and there's plenty of things. It's going to the dogs is a great night out because you can go to your country tracks and you can watch Shelburne on Saturday night and just hope and pray someday you have a dog good enough to run a shelter on a Saturday night. And of course, there's an awful lot of work being done around the whole social media as well, of course, which is attracting more younger people into the sport. Absolutely. Look, social media is a big thing nowadays with young people. Um, I think some or a lot of young people are just glued to their phones, so that's all they do, watch every day, is social media. And I think for promoting the Greyhound game, social media is going to be a big thing on how to promote it 
in the future. And do you think it's easy for a young person to get going in the, in the sport? I don't know if you have the answer to that question. I think you have to have someone that knows some bit about the game to get into it, if, if that makes sense. And I think way, a way forward for promoting, try to get young people, I think schools should, should try, or the board should try and target schools and get schools going. There's maybe a lot of schools go, but you know, a day out in a dog kennel and see what actually goes in. I also think like free admission for for students and uh, uh, students and pupils should be a big thing for, in all tracks because I think as as I said from having this interview, if you had all oh, ten lads going to the track, if they had free admission, we're going to win. They're going to buy foods. You're going to have a few bets in the tour. If you're over eighteen, you'll have a few drinks. And I think if you can get people, young people, into the track for nothing. They'll spend their money in there, they'll have an enjoyable day, and that's all you want. And then you might be able to get a couple of people more interested in the game. And of course, they'll go home then and spread the word to their friends that weren't there and possibly will turn up the next night. Absolutely. They might go the next Saturday night and see what it's all about. And that's what it's all about having an enjoyable night. And a, a night out at any dog track in the country is very, very, very good. I also think it's a good idea maybe for people to bring retired greyhounds maybe into schools on visits or certainly have them at the track on race night so the general public can meet them up close and personal. Oh, absolutely. Look, our, our, our own Brubich at home, she's retired for five years and she's at home on the couch and greyhounds make great pets. Like you're going to get people to knock every sport and every, you know, there is people that do that but 99% of people that own greyhounds Look after them as if they're better than their own children. That's my, that's what I really think. And look, I that's, that's what I you know. Greyhounds are better looked after than, than some kids. And what well, they are in our house, our whole and any greyhound person I've ever helped, and I've helped a nice few people. They're better. They're better looked after. They're better fed, and it's twenty four seven, three hundred and sixty five days of the year. And when you hear negative things being said about the sport, what way does that make you feel? Ah, it makes. Anyone that knows what really goes on makes you angry because everyone knows that greyhounds and all animals are, 99% of animals are all looked after with proper care. Like there's no bank holidays for greyhounds, no Christmas days. Every day they have to be turned out, they have to be fed, they have to be exercised. And every person owns a good dog would always do that. They have care for their dog and pride in what they do. And people have pride in how they turn up at the track, how their dog is looking so people actually do take real good care in how their dogs look and how their coats are and how their nails are fit and their teeth. I think that's what that's what real doggy people do. They take pride in their dogs. It was a pretty miserable year again with COVID, but a fantastic year on the track. Some magnificent runners, some like a huge pool of talented dogs um, on show this year, Lara. Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the highlights of my year was Owen McKenna winning the Derby. I thought it was absolutely... No man deserved it better than Owen. Um, she was, from round one to the final, she was awesome. And, and after poor old Pestana the year before, I thought it was just a very, very um, fitting winner for the Derby this year. And a great result for it. The future of the sport is bright? Oh, absolutely. Look, there when the, the old RTE programme was published, it was, um, the old game took a bit of a knock. But um, there when, when the, Mr. Matthews was putting out his videos and stuff like that, I think... I think the board should be trying to do more kennel visits and going behind the scenes. And you know when there's a big stake on that, they might do a kennel visit like they used to do a derby final night and more things like that and show people 
the general public what really goes on and how hard people work. Because Greyhounds is 6 o'clock in the morning from 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And so it's, it's, it's long hours, but people do, do it because they love, love their dogs. And I suppose it's also down to us all that are involved in the sport to promote it the best way we can. Oh, 100%. Look, if, if we don't promote our own sport, um, we've no business in it. That's the way I look at it. And before we leave and go, uh, give us those dogs again that you have that we should be maybe keeping an eye out, out on over the next couple of weeks. Um, so I have two dogs at the moment. Um, I have one running Saturday night in Turles, my own dog, Turles Big Rafa. Um, he ran him in an unrest stake in Limerick and he got knocked out in the semi-final, but he's back in his own grade now Saturday night, so hopefully you now he'll nearly do the business. And then I have a syndicate dog with ten, nine, nine of my buddies. He's called Bob Ollinger and... Um, we're hoping for a new year. We're going to target Clamwell for a, an A3 stake. So that's the plan. We'll try and um, have a couple of good nights out in Clamwell around the time of the course. And you obviously have a few up your sleeve for next year as well. Oh, we have a couple of nice pups at home. Um, they're Skywalker Raffles. Um, they're young now. They're only seven or eight months. But look, they'll be ready to go to war with now in another couple of months. Listen, Dara, thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. Can I wish you a very happy Christmas, and we'll chat to you soon. You too, Roy. Thanks very much for having me. That's it for this week's On Track with Talking Dogs. My thanks once again to Dara, and my thanks to you as always for listening. My name is Rory Burke, wishing you all a very happy and peaceful Christmas, and we'll talk to you shortly right here on On Track with Talking Dogs.